And you got it. You got it. You got it. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. I just, I heard something today. And it's supposedly by 2050, people are going to be marrying robots. So (laughs) you better, you know, not let your daughter do that. And I'm, I'm so open for a lot of things in life. You know, it's your life. Go be happy any way you want to be. But to be honest, not with technology, not with technology like that. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. I, I, I don't know, Kyle. I mean, would a- answer honestly, would you have sex with a robot? No, I wouldn't. Okay, look, I don't have a problem. I do find it a little odd, but I don't have a big problem with people who go down that route for their sexual desires, right? But marrying one, you know what I'm saying? Building a family with one. Is a bit weird. It's it's too extreme. It's too it's too far off from being a human. And I understand that everyone's different and everyone has different ways of connecting with people. And with that being said, some people have no way of connecting with people. They they struggle with connecting with people. They struggle in social environments. So technology is their best friend. But technology cannot be your husband or wife. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not with that. That that's the end of humanity right there. Yeah, do you think, you know, you're talking about this happening in 2050. Do you think maybe by 2060 there's going to be some, like, little half-robot, half-human children? Why not? That's some fucked-up shit. Who That's knows, man? Up. Honestly, bro, just be a good dad, all right? Uh, I'm going to do my best, man. I'm going to do my best. We'll see how uh, how crazy the Canucks drive me because you know, I, I want to get back to one thing first, though, because okay. I know in, okay. in 10 years you said that the Canucks didn't win the Cup by 2030. you got to get an arranged marriage. I think, you know, by 2040 the Canucks haven't won. You got a dead set arranged marriage. And wow. Go marry a robot. Wow. At that point, it'll be 70 years without a cup. Like, that's a long fucking time. People Honestly, if any of my homies married a robot, and I don't even step in the way of people's relationships anymore, but I would step in the way of that one. I would kill that robot. Wow. What? That's a movie right there. It is a, it is a movie. Humanity, man. Slow the yeah, fuck down. Humanity. Slow the fuck down. <laughs> okay. When we see a robot play in the NHL. Holy shit. Dude, it's all changing, man. It's all changing. I haven't even smoked today. I'm thinking like this. <laughs> Let's do this, silky and filthy. Welcome, all you silky studs, to another episode of Silky and Filthy. I'm Trevor Begg and he's Kyle Bowen. You're listening to this show on the Nux Misconduct Network. Go subscribe to the network. Go tap the network. Go like the network. You have four shows. Nick Bondi with Power of the Towel and a couple other shows. Hey, hey, a couple other shows. This guy froze. This guy froze because... Because sipping on a 40 has been, you know, frozen for a bit. He couldn't really roll off the tongue with the network. All right. I get it. I get it. I know the quickie's still going on. I know Silky and Filthy's going on. I still know that Power of the Towel hosted by Nick Bondi is still going on. Go check out his latest interview with James Sabalski. He pretty much said, I, I, I guess this is a bit of paraphrasing. Go, go listen to the interview your, yourself. But he pretty much said that while recording the commentary for NHL 20, he smoked weed with Snoop Dogg. Where else are you going to get stories like that in the city of Vancouver? Where? Nowhere. Only on the Nux Misconduct Network. Make sure you go subscribe to it wherever you listen to podcasts. Boom, bam. Give it a swipe. Give it a tap. You made your hockey life a little bit better. And yo, I got to tell the people right now. 
Five weeks is almost up. It's almost up, right? It's almost up. I'm almost back with the program. Yeah, that's, you're coming just in time because I'm going to have to retire soon and uh, take care of my kids. So, uh, uh, yeah, Kyle, you got to take over the network here. There's no pressure. You can do it. I believe in you. You've been groomed for this moment, even though you haven't been watching the Stanley Cup final. Or have, or did you start watching since last week? Nope, nope, nope. Watched uh, five minutes of game one, and then I watched all the highlights, the extended highlight package. Okay, the extended highlight package the other day. And, uh, yeah, I don't know really a lot uh, about about hockey right now, and, and I'm sorry. I'm fucking sorry, man. Yeah, well, I want to get that to that here on the show too. On the let's go with the three tasty takeaways. Okay, here. I wasn't sure where I was going to start, but you brought up the fact that uh, you haven't been watching uh, the ratings right now for the Stanley Cup Final are some of the worst that it's been since the lockout. Like, no, it's, it's down in the tank right now. No, so, <laughs> no. And, you know, in the first round, it was good. Like Sportsnet in Canada recorded 10.7 million viewers over a weekend of hockey back in August. Like, a lot of people were watching hockey. Uh, but for Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final, uh, there was a million viewers in Canada. Game 2 dropped to 840,000. Oh. Again, you had Monday Night Football on, and I guess you had baseball on, too, if you want to go down that route. Um, but, yeah, so th- the only lower series uh, since then, I think Game 1 was uh, 2007, the Sens and the Ducks was one of the lowest-rated ones. Um, but right Sense. now, I think... Uh, as far as I'm reading, game two with 841,000 viewers in Canada is the worst post lockout in 2004, 2005. All right, Trevor, let me take over here, okay? Because I got I to talk to the people. I got to talk to the people. Hockey fans across the globe listening to this episode of Silky and Filthy, you're home for puck talk and bullshit. Trevor just read me those numbers. He just read me those damn numbers. And he also, he also said that these are the lowest numbers pretty much since the mid-2000s. Okay. Hockey fans, I am so sorry. I, I know I'm only one person. I, I know I'm only one person who tuned out of the game that he loved during, you know, its biggest moment, 2020 Pandemic Cup. Here we got these players in the bubble. And here we got, you know, probably top 100 hockey podcast host not even watching the game. How am I growing the game? I'll tell you how. I'm not. I'm not. I'm sorry. I I don't know how to make up for this. And, you know, I'm an honest person, right? Honest person, honest podcast. I I probably won't watch the rest of this finals. I I probably won't. Just based on what's going on with my life right now and the fact that I've just been reading more. I'm living my best life right now, okay? I promise you, though. I promise you. this, This won't be the case next season. It won't be the case. It won't be the case. I'll make up for it next season. I feel horrible, Trevor. I feel horrible. This is bad. This is not good for the game of hockey. Now, is it? Is it because of entertainment purposes or just because of the notoriety? You know, I was listening to uh, another podcast today, and they were talking about the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, and people were shitting on what the NHL players got in the bubble and some of the other hosts were like, yo, I don't even know. I don't even know the NHL was going on. <laughs> was it? Yeah. I, you know I mean, what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. It, it, it still doesn't have the notoriety uh, all across North America yet. It's, it's not there. It's behind, you know, the NBA right now, baseball came back, like everything came back around the same time as the NHL. So <clears throat> I think there was one point, you know, before we knew that everything was going to happen that we thought maybe the NHL would be the only one around and that would help boost the ratings and obviously that didn't happen and 
you, know, you look at like Monday Night Football. Like I'm not gonna lie, even on Monday, like I'm a bit of a new, I'm a New Orleans Saints fan, right? They're my number two team. I know you rag on me for that, but like, yo, I was I was more inter- interested in the Saints game against the Raiders than I was Tampa and Dallas game too. So I was probably guilty of that too. You know, I I mainly switched to the oh, third yeah. period for that game, <laughs> bro. But, um, when I when I talk yeah. about you know Kyle Bowen reading books. Right now I'm reading what? I'm reading Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. It's a bit of a trip, not going to lie. It's kind of a scary read. I, I wouldn't recommend it Recommend it to anyone, to be honest. This book's a fucking life changer. And then I'm also reading Howard Stern comes again. It's just a, a transcription of his most favorite interviews, right? I've been busy with the books. I've also been really, really busy with fantasy football and the NFL. <laughs> Bro, I will take as much time as I need for the NFL. For the Stanley Cup Finals now? Sorry, though. <laughs> no chance. No chance. Why? Why after years and years of of telling the people, telling the world that the NHL is the best sport in the world and you got to watch it and this is the best it's ever been? I don't know. I don't know. Let's try breaking it down. What happened? Is this the case of, is this the case of it being pandemic season and it's the bubble cup and your team's out of it so... You know, go go figure out your shit. Don't, don't worry about hockey. Or is there something that the NHL is just doing completely wrong? Yeah, I, I have a hard time thinking about this too because you look at the beginning of the playoffs and the action I thought was great. Um, the one thing that did suck was that a lot of the series were over quickly. But I thought the hockey was pretty good overall. and They were just really one-sided. So I think there was a lack of drama from the start. You know, I, the, the advertising on TV was unpredictable. NHL on Sportsnet. Like they had the word unpredictable up there and last year was unpredictable. It was crazy. But this year, uh, I mean, Dallas is a weird team to get there, but like Tampa, Vegas, like some of the top teams, they did their thing. You know, I don't think there was a lot of shock and awe, you know, not a lot of game sevens and even the game sevens, like the one that can explain, there wasn't a lot of drama in it. So um, yeah. And then you get Tampa, Dallas in the final. I don't know, man. Like we kind of shit on them. Tampa is a smaller market. Dallas, not that they're a small market, but they're just overshadowed. Right. And, you know, again, Dallas doesn't play exciting hockey. Damn, just, it's, it's not great hockey to watch a lot of the time. It's it's one of those things, man. It's one of those things that I just don't get, and I feel bad for the league. And uh, it's 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 it, this is this is dark. This is dark. It's got to change, bro. It's got to change. It's got to change, bro. Somehow, some way, some way, bro. I like. I don't know what to do here. I don't know what to do here. There's there's so much parity in the league that, you know, you don't know what teams are going to make the finals. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I do wonder, may, maybe it's in, in the cities too, right? Like, think about how crazy Vancouver gets, um, you know, when your team's winning. Even if you don't go to the games, like, it's just alive and it's electric everywhere. And with more people staying home, maybe there's, you know, less incentive to go celebrate, right? Like, think of how many people bandwagon on when your team's, like, conference final, cup final. Um, you know, a lot of people maybe won't be as, you know, incentivized to bandwagon and hop on the hop on board with the winner if uh, they're just sitting at home. I know, man, it's, um, I just feel as if, okay, that, that could be so true. That could be so true. But we just talked about watching Monday night football week two Raiders, Derek Carr and the Raiders. You know what I'm saying? Derek Carr, and the Raiders, we were watching that. And not giving a fuck about that. The Stanley Cup Finals. I And we're hockey people, man. That's a big problem. 
Yeah, yeah. In my defense, you know, I'm more into it for for Drew Brees and the Saints than uh, than I am Derek Carr. But uh, yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. I think, and I think the last couple of years too. I think St. Louis and Boston was a great matchup. Um, and then the year before that, Washington and Vegas was pretty crazy too. And you had the little Vegas story Ovechkin there for the first time. Uh, a couple of years before that, Crosby. You know, Crosby is just a bigger name in the league. He draws more attention. I do wonder, and this is disrespect completely to like Kucherov and Hedman, I, but I do think they're a bit underrated in the star landscape. Like if you have like an Austin Matthews or an Elias Pettersson or Patrick Kane or like one of those big stars in the dance, I do think it makes a difference. Rather than Dallas, whose biggest stars, Tyler Sagan, for example, has eight fucking points in the playoffs, man. Are you kidding me? It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's Yeah, it is. It is. It is unbelievable, and I, I, you know what, can can we run the sad music again? I'm actually so fucking sad right now. I can't believe I'm doing this to my people. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Trevor, you have to be quiet again, okay? Honestly, honestly, hockey fans across the world, you should stop listening to this podcast, man, okay? Trevor Beggs and Kyle Bowen just told you that they much rather watch Derek Carr Derek Carr lead the Las Vegas Raiders in week two. Week two. Bro, week two. You know what I'm saying? Week fucking two. We'd rather be doing that than watching the 2020 Stanley Cup after after we spend all this time, right? All this time glorifying how, how great the talent is on the ice, right? That's all we were doing this year all we were doing and if that was true if we stood by that that then it shouldn't matter who's in the finals we're talking about the best game right the best game in the world yeah here we are not caring it it, it, it should we just say it again it goes down to marketing bro it has to it has to right it yeah, has it, to it does it does come down to marketing but i, I do think it goes back to the point that you know, I, 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 maybe it's harder. I don't know. You know, are Kucherov and Hedman ever going to be like the big faces of the league? Like they're great fucking players. Don't get me wrong. But we're talking like faces of the game, like names that draw in casual viewers. And I just don't think Hedman and Kucherov quite do that. But, you know, oh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Man. But you look at all the teams that made the conference final. You know, Vegas doesn't have a lot of standout stars, like big, big name stars. You know, Dallas, we just mentioned the New York Islanders are the same way. You know, when you, I don't know, I, I just feel like maybe when you lack the big names, less people are going to tune in. But, you know, I, I do think it's mostly attributed to the fact that it's fucking 2020 and who the fuck knows what's going to go, what's going to happen, man. I'm, yeah, I'm just so disappointed in myself. I, I actually am because I am one of those viewers that are not watching. And am I going to bump that number up from 800,000 to 2 million based on this one Findu watching it? No, no, but it's, it's not right. It's not right, bro. It's not right. It's not right. Well, maybe, we, maybe we should talk about the Stanley Cup final for, uh, for you, a couple of seconds. Okay, here. talk about it. Talk about what's happening. Maybe what's I'll, happening? Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a couple okay. questions? Can I ask you a couple questions yeah, sure, going into sure, it blind? Okay, first blind question. We all know he's fucking good. We all know he's fucking good. I, we, I think we've talked about Victor Hedman a, a couple times on the program. Is he surprising you, though? Because he's damn good, right? And we're talking about... me with Yeah, he's, he surprised me a bit just with how dominant offensively he is. Like, with Stamkos out, like, Hedman's leading the charge. He's right up there with Point and Kucherov and goals. He scored his 10th goal tonight in Game 3. Now, tying Bo Horvath for the lead at the time, I think Braden Point passed 
him with his 11th. But Edmonton's right up there with the most goals scored in the playoffs, and he's a fucking beast. So, yeah, you know, honestly, right now, if Tampa wins the Cup, I would probably give Hedman the Conn Smythe. Yeah, me too. Me too, and that's without watching one game from the conference finals <laughs> onwards. No, you know, I, I just watched this guy in the highlights and stuff. He's everywhere on the ice. He's everywhere, everywhere. And he's also, you know, just, just a fucking force. You, you can't even yeah. get by this dude. And he'll level you. And, yeah, he's um, he was the number two pick overall for a reason, right? Number two, right? Number one? Was he number one? Yeah, no, he was number two. Number two. And, and who, what what draft was he in again? Is that the was Drew Doughty or? Oh uh, no, he must. Damn man, Victor Hedman. Damn, I was gonna say. No, I was gonna be way wrong. I was gonna say something like Taylor Hall, but no. It was it was John Tavares. John, John Tavares. Tavares John Tavares. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, good player. Good player. He, he's damn good. He's damn good. Really he's good. Right. I am. Uh, I'm a big Victor Hedman fan based on the highlights. Next question. Next question. We, we did bring up this dude last year when we were talking about the Mitch Marner deal. Braden Point, who I know is injured. He's playing injured. I know that. I know that much, okay? Listening a bit. How, how good is this guy also? Like where, where does this guy rank in you know the top 10, top 15 forwards in the NHL? And I know they got Kucherov already, but is it possible that they, they, they have two of those guys on their team? Yeah, it's possible. I do think uh, points almost like a Kucherov of light, you know, but uh, even though he's playing hurry now, he scored tonight. He was part of that Tampa attack along with Kucherov that was just dominating, like just absolutely dummying Dallas in their own end. Like Dallas went down 5-1 by the end of the second and Tampa just decimated them. Wasn't even close and point looked good out there. He scored a nice goal. Um yeah, Brayden Point, I, I would call him probably a top 20 forward in the league. And, yeah. you know, you look at, again, I think if you want to talk about the Stars, go back to the Stars for a second. Hedman's outplayed Heiskanen uh, between the two defensive studs. And you look at the two big guns up front, Sagan, Ben versus uh, Point and Kucherov with Stamkos out. Point and Kucherov have been awesome, and Sagan and Ben just haven't been that for Dallas. Yeah, it's it's not surprising, man. That's nothing even against Sagan and Ben, you know? It's just, um, yeah. It's 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 a crazy, crazy time when you can say that those guys may not even be top 50 players anymore. Like, that quick. That quick, bro. <laughs> you know? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, a couple years ago, crazy, they're some of the best players in the league. <laughs> they fall fast, man. They fall Shit fast. changes fast in they the NHL, fast. buddy. They fall fast. Hey, think about it. Two years ago, Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes weren't even in the league. Now they're two of the best players in the fucking league. So there yeah, you go. hundred percent, hundred percent. Because of that, because of that, and maybe a couple other things, you know, for some reason, Jim Benning ended up as the sixth best GM in the <laughs> NHL GM of the year awards. And I, I just want to get your take on that. You know, I think the, we, we know the opinion about Benning has changed a bit in Vancouver, but is this dude really the sixth best general manager in the league when he's got like, a bottom six or like a third of his roster tied up with shitty contracts. What, what, what do you think, man? Well, I think it's, it's the top six general manager of the 2019, 2020 season. Okay. Right. Right. And a lot of that yep, stuff, yep. the votes and the, the hockey watchers and, and the ones that push the buttons are on the East. And, you know, they probably didn't watch a ton of Vancouver Canucks games. So when they see first off, probably one of the, I'm going to say it's a steal. It's a steal. The JT Miller trade was, he paid a pre- he paid a premium, but it's, dude, the guy's incredible. The guy's incredible. 
And he changed the culture in Vancouver. It, yeah, it's one thing that he put he put up 70 points or whatever, right? Led, led the team in scoring and was great in the playoffs. He actually helped change the culture. He changed it. That's a big trade. They also signed Tyler Myers. And again, a lot of the a lot of the votes come from the East. They didn't have to watch, you know, 70 Vancouver Canucks games. They didn't have to before they casted these votes. I guarantee that they they weighed some of their decision on that signing too. Yeah, in my opinion, yeah, in my opinion, he was back there he played a lot of minutes. They went yeah to the second round. Yeah, Tyler Myers got some love for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, I, I, bro. This is coming from me, right? Kyle Bowen, K Y L E B H A W A N. How many times have I ragged on Jim Benning? I did it for years and years and years. Fire bending, fire bending, fire bending. I didn't even know how this guy still had a job. And now we here we are, and he's the sixth, sixth highest ranked GM in this poll for, for that trophy. And, I mean, the, the team the team made the final eight. They did. And the biggest, the biggest players on this team, we, we just talked about JT Miller. It was also Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes, both Jim Benning picks. It made sense. This made sense, bro. This made sense. Thatcher Demko, right? I know that pick was made a while ago, but it was one of Benning's first picks. Bro, the guy was put on, like, who put on a better three-game stretch goaltending-wise in in these playoffs? It hasn't been done yet. It was incredible. It was incredible. Benning's guys got the job done. And it's a top eight team. I'm not really surprised that he got this this vote. If I had to pick a GM to to start my team, am I picking Jim Benning? No. But but I'm not surprised that he that he finished in the top six. Yeah, I know it's quite the climb for Jimbo. I think we did our GM rankings on Silky Filthy a year ago, and uh, I think it was safe to say Jim Benning was probably you know a bottom five GM in the league, if not a bottom ten. So the opinion about him has changed. I mean, I feel like it started to change maybe with that Pearson for Branson change trade. Uh, you know, that was when Bo Horvat finally got his winger, and then obviously Hughes steps in, Miller comes in. Uh, you're right, Myers. You know, guy like Mott steps up. Uh, shout out Tater Top Mott. You know, you're right. When all these pieces come together and the guys that Benning have acquired, it's it does uh, reflect fondly on him. But yeah, it's 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 just crazy to see him up there after all the mistakes that he's made. Uh, but yeah, you know, you look around the NHL right now, and uh, there's a lot of uh, you know free agent signing mistakes and whatnot because you know teams are at a cap crunch and uh, there's mistakes all over the place, man. No oh, cap crunch for sure, and yeah, it this award. What what does it really mean? It doesn't really mean that much. It's similar to the fucking Jack Adams. You know what I'm saying? It's like, how good was your team? Okay, let's look at some of your moves. Here's some votes. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. Yeah. Like, here, here's a question, okay? Like, I know it sounds stupid. It, it, it doesn't sound stupid, but it sounds kind of extreme. We, we talked about what we ranked when it came to the worst GMs in the league, right? <laughs> bro. Bro. Pierre Dorian, right? Pierre Dorian. I guarantee he wasn't in the top 10 of these votes because the team just didn't do anything throughout the regular season. But just based on you know, the moves that he made and how he was able to kind of kind of save what was happening in Ottawa because it looked really, really bad. Yeah, he was able to, yeah. you know, gather up these picks and and now it kind of looks decent. You know, it, 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 there's a future there and they have more picks to come. That was some good GMing. What happened, dude? What happened in this fucking league this year, dude? Dude, we just... We just were not watching hockey anymore. We we just got all these GM rankings wrong. Why are we hosting this show? 
I would argue we were still right a year ago. <laughs> um, it was there were some bad moves by both those guys, but you're right. And I think I did a quick episode about it earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, the opinion on Dorian and betting has changed a lot, and I think it's reflected in these rankings. Uh, you know, there's turning points everywhere. I, I know I mentioned uh, Pierce Verger Brands is a small one, but really it was the Miller trade that put betting over the top. And Dorian, you know, I think things were looking great in Ottawa, then all of a sudden San Jose sucks, and now Ottawa has two top five picks along with, you know, a bunch of other good prospects. So it's crazy right now, but you know, there will be a lot of cap casualties this off season. It's one of the last things I want to get to you to hear on the, this episode of silky and filthy. I still wonder with the cap crunch right now, if there'll be some players that kind of go the Ben Hutton route. And by that, I mean, you know, the GM doesn't want to go to arbitration, doesn't want to qualify the RFA because of that. And the guys walk as UFAs. And now I kind of look at two guys in the Canucks and, and Jake Vertan and, and Troy Stetcher, who both have arbitration rights, who are both looking for a raise. Do you think there's a chance that the Canucks might try to walk away from those guys uh, to try to save some money on the cap and let them go as UFAs? I think there is a good chance that they do that with Jake Vertanen. I think I think that's kind of public knowledge, you know? It, just the way that Benning talked about him post-playoffs. Yeah, it it, it, it didn't sure. it didn't sound as if <laughs> he was excited to go into qualifying offers or just you know anything to do with signing Jake Vertanen. And I think Stetcher, on the other hand, is someone that they they should keep. He was great in the playoffs, man. He was great, great. Yeah, for sure. He I was think solid. He struggles, but overall, I, I think he's better than Tanev, to be honest. Oh come like between on, the, dude. Between the two, got to keep Troy Stetcher at this point. Okay, okay. You know what? I don't know, man. I don't know about that. I'm a big Tanif guy, but I, I don't think... At this point of their careers, though, you know? I, yeah, at this point of their careers, I don't think Tanif's coming back. I do think that they are going to take a, a, a big stab at making sure Tyler Toffoli stays, and that's going to come at the cost of Tanev. Now, if that's the case, they, they better they better keep Stetcher. They better keep Stetcher, and, and they will. They will. Stetcher's not making that much, okay? He's not making that much. I know this team's in cap hell, but if this team's going to lose... A Chris Tanev is it, if this team's going to not qualify Jake for Tanev, an 18, 18 goal score, there's going to be some money there to sign Stetcher. And Stetcher, he, he doesn't have to take a hometown discount. He doesn't have to, but but I guarantee that he does want to stay here. He knows what. Come on, bro. He's from here. He's from here. And again, that doesn't matter too much. He's a professional athlete. He he works his ass off. He deserves to get paid how much he deserves. He doesn't have to take a discount, but bro, he gets to play for the Vancouver Canucks who are led by Quinn Hughes and Elias Patterson. You know what I'm saying, bro? You know what I'm saying? Dudes from Richmond, th this is the time to stay with the hometown team because if the team had money, if the Canucks had money, which is not the case, bro, 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 players would, would be lining up to come to Vancouver, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think the days right now are gone of where they had to pay extra for guys like fucking Michael Del Zotto or pay extra for Jay Beagle. You know, I bet those guys would have signed for less if they were playing on a good Canucks team. But at the time, the Canucks sucks. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a different time now. Guys might come here cheaper. And, yeah, I think Stetcher, you got to get him on maybe like – he's not going to cost you more than $3 bucks. So, you know, I think you make some cap savings with guy, by letting guys like Jake Bertan and, and – Chris Tanev walk, but you know, you mentioned uh, Stetcher being a Richmond guy and you know, Jake's a local guy too. I bet he wants to stay, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It just always doesn't seem to be in the Canucks plans. Uh, and what did you think of the rumor about Jake for and uh, possibly going to Boston? 
Um, I I haven't been on Twitter much, so I didn't really get to look at that. You know, I, yo, bro, like that's the one thing I will tell the people. <laughs> it's nice. It, it's nice to be away from uh, Twitter for a bit. I don't know. Not not because it's negative or anything, because it isn't. It's just well, it, it I've negative, spent not nah, whatever. It's it's a good time it too, bro. Be. It's it a good time be. too. It, no, yeah, yeah. Honestly, true, bro. True. Honestly, man. True. I know. I know Vancouver Twitter. They get their. Uh, they get their shellacking from from the outside and even from the people on the inside about how it is. I don't think that side of things ever affected me, to be honest. Never did. Never did. I had an opinion about it, but it never got me, you know, down. What got me down, and it and it's the case with Kyle Bowne all the time, I hate uploading stuff. I hate having to, like, spend time on Twitter typing things out and just posting a lot. And then the playoffs were here, so we had to be on Twitter a lot. And it just it's just not the way I like to do my living, you know? So yeah. I, I'm happy with the little break here. Like you said off the top, you're living your best life, man. Yeah. I love it. There you go. There you go. There you go. Hey, shout out Vancouver, man. Shout out Vancouver, all the Vancouver listeners, man. Again, a lot of people hate on y'all for what y'all do on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Hey, you know what? Nux misconduct, we haven't been part of the mess yet, and maybe that's because a lot of people, you know, don't really bring us into the fight or don't need us in the fight. But, hey, from the outside, it's all fun and games. We love you, uh, but be nice to each other. Be nice yeah, to each other, yeah. It's time to be kind to each other, you know. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm bringing a baby. I'm bringing another baby into yeah, this world. Yeah, you, know? you got to be kind for these babies. Bro, Canucks, yo, Vancouver, be nice. Vancouver, Twitter, people. Vancouver, Twitter. You want Trevor Beggs's kid to come into this world knowing that its city is notorious for for what happens on that social media platform, and, and what happens on that social media platform, it paints it paints a perception on the city of Vancouver. And it's hockey fans. It does. It does. Got to change. Got to change. Straight up, man. Straight up. All right. Well, are we going to get out of here? Maybe let's talk about the end of hockey next week. Ooh, uh, end of hockey forever. Nothing else, man. Nothing else. That was quick, man. We were just rambling, rambling, rambling. Dude, I am so disappointed in myself, bro. I'm so disappointed that um, we let this happen or I let this happen. Actually, you're on this too, bro. You're on this too. Yeah, I've been watching in and out, so I'm on this a little bit. You're I on am, this a little bit, and you're you're Trevor you know, Beggs. I, I am looking. I th I think a lot of people right now, and you look at the reporting on a, a lot of other uh, hockey websites. It's very much focused on the free agency drama, the trades that might happen right now. You're getting a lot of reporting on Alex Petrangelo. You know, rumors about Matt Murray going to Edmonton. Like, part of me thinks that some kit fans are more like caught up in that shit, which is which is interesting in its own, right? Like, you, you watch hockey for the game, you don't necessarily watch it for the rumors, but. You know, everyone gets locked in on their team a bit, too, and what's going on, uh, which makes sense, man. Man, it's just, it's just bad. It's just bad uh, podcasting. Bad podcasting, man. You know, yeah. for, if I'm not watching the games and uh, we're cut. It is what it is. Hey, Nux Misconduct fans, <laughs> it is what it is, baby. On, hey, yo, at least we're not lying to the people, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Straight up. Oh, yeah, I thought game two was great. You know, I thought both teams did a good job cycling the puck. I thought, you know, obviously Dallas had a little bit of momentum there. But, you know, Tampa was able to do what Tampa does best, and that strike on the counter. You know, at least we're not fucking lying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, I, 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 by the way, disclaimer, I actually picked the Stars to win in six. So, uh, not looking very good right now. So, I'm a little bummed about that. Okay, how about this? Um, it goes to— bonus, buddy. It, it's, game three is when? Tomorrow? No, it just happened tonight. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? It's going to be back-to-back -back games in the Stanley Cup final for the first time almost ever. Holy shit, Friday, dude. Saturday. Dude. Dude. 
tuned out tuned out we got to do a better job man honestly (laughs) (laughs) bro that's what happens you know the city you know that that you know we're from they they make the playoffs for the first time in, in five years and you know, we're, we're captivated, we're into it, we're emotionally invested, and the team gets booted out, and it's just like, yo, fuck hockey, bro. I can't watch any more <laughs> of this shit. Even though we left satisfied to some extent, it, it just felt as if it got me all. It got, it got it all out of me. Just didn't need it anymore. So <laughs> I can't believe that, man. Game fucking three was tonight. <laughs> what was the score, dude? <laughs> what happened? It was 5-2 for Tampa. Oh, shit. Tampa really bringing it. Okay, that's hilarious, bro. That's that's <laughs> that's the funniest moment in Silk and this Filthy History. This just in. Kyle hates hockey. Oh, man. Okay, okay. Listeners, make sure you go subscribe to the Nux Misconduct Network. Silky, uh, sipping, in, sipping on a 40, I'm sorry, is coming back. Yes, Sipping on a 40 is coming back very soon. Draft season is just around the corner. We're going to have some guests on. Going to have some really powerful conversations. Going to change the game. Speaking of changing the game, Power of the towel, yes. Nick Bondi had a conversation with James Sobalski, and yes, he probably did smoke weed with Snoop Dogg. It's it's an incredible story. Make sure you go check that out on the network. He also got the Quickie, the fastest hockey show in the world, hosted by Trevor Beggs. And you get this one too, where you have two dumbasses not knowing anything about the game of hockey, talking about hockey. Real talk. Oh, man, is that how you feel? I think I know more about hockey than most people. That's true. I shouldn't have know. called you out. Come on, man, what are you doing? It's okay. Managing editor in Nuxmas Conduct. Straight about hockey every day. Come on, man. Come on. I know, I know. Okay, okay. Let's get out of here. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Enjoy the Stanley Cup final. Or just pay attention to the offseason rumors. Whatever you want to do. We appreciate you listening. And we'll catch you clean bastards next time. Straight up.